Welcome to this special edition of $100 Plus Mileage. This is the podcast about some of the thousand plus bills the New Hampshire legislature considers each year. Today, we won't be looking at a particular bill, though. Instead, we want to help you get ready for the upcoming midterm elections. This episode focuses on ways you can research candidates so you can make an informed decision in the voting booth. For any teachers out there, be sure to check out the corresponding classroom guide to help teach this topic at citizenscount.org slash podcast. I'm Anna Brown, Director of Research and Analysis for Citizens Count. And I'm Mike Dunbar, Content Editor for Citizens Count. And I want to congratulate you on not saying you can make an informed decision in the ballot box, because that's one of those phrases you hear all the time at election season, and it really makes zero sense when you think about it. Yes, assuming there are no Lilliputians in our podcast audience, we can be fairly confident no one will be voting in a ballot box. I've made that mistake before myself, voting booth, ballot box, person fits inside one, ballot fits inside the other. Very easy to get confused. (laughs) All right. Well, Anna, it stands to reason that if you wish to be a more informed voter, you'll want to research your candidates thoroughly before you vote. Makes sense. It isn't always easy to do this, though, especially with state and local offices. There's often very little information about these candidates available. That said, we're here at Citizens Count to help you find that information you need to make a confident vote. With that in mind, what would you say is the first step to researching your candidates? The first step to researching your candidates is, of course, to figure out who they are. So there are a few ways you can do this. You can find out who is running by visiting the elections page at citizenscount.org elections. And for local candidates, you can check the newspaper, town website, call up your local clerk. The Secretary of State's website also shows sample ballots for your town. Quick clarification for first-time voters out there, too. If the election is a primary, you'll be asked to choose which candidates should represent your party in the general election ballot. If the election is a general election, you'll be deciding who you actually want to fill the office. Yes, very important. Okay. So I realize this has been one big shameless plug so far, but our website really is a great resource. Anna, once I land on the elections page of the Citizens Count website, what do I do next? You can select your town from a drop-down list or find your district by browsing a map, and that'll give you a list of the candidates who you get to vote on from state house all the way up to U.S. president if it's a presidential election. This year, it's not. So then you can look at each candidate individually, and these are then the questions you should ask that I, I also ask when I'm researching the candidates who don't fill out our survey. So where do they stand on the issues? Have they held office before? What was their voting and attendance record if they did? What other education, life, or career experience do they bring to the table? You may also be interested in knowing what party they belong to, but keep in mind that any individual candidate can hold a position that goes against their party's platform. So marijuana is a very common issue where I find it's not going to clearly line up on party lines, but you'll even have some pro-choice Republicans and pro-life Democrats, for example. Totally, yeah. Any one of those details, obviously, could have a big impact on the way that somebody chooses to vote. So even though Citizens Count is awesome, let's spread the love a little bit. What other ways can people research candidates? Well, of course, the almighty Google is an option. (laughs) So try searching with candidate name, position on issues, or the name of the candidate, their town name, New Hampshire. And that'll get you news results as well as, you know, their website, for example. So official campaign websites often share the information most important to candidates, such as what motivated them to run for office and which issues are most important to them. I, I know that there have been a cluster of candidates in the past few years that were really motivated by PFAS pollution and, you know, the need for clean water in New Hampshire. Sure, definitely. 
Similarly, you can try Facebook to see if they have a Facebook page dedicated to their campaign. A lot of candidates opt for a Facebook page instead of or in addition to their website. Candidates may also maintain Twitter, LinkedIn, and other social media platforms. I, I was always kind of surprised by how many candidates do that where they don't necessarily have much on their website, but they are pretty active on their campaign Facebook page. Absolutely. When I'm researching candidates, I also find a lot of information on Facebook. But also keep an eye on local newspapers because they often run profiles and they'll have in-depth interviews. Try looking for a local candidate forum, town hall, or debate. I know that they will attend town parades, Labor Day parades, or old home day parties, chambers of commerce events, social clubs, public libraries, colleges sometimes host candidate events. And you can find these events once again in your awesome local newspaper or through Facebook. And if all else fails, see if you can find the candidate's email address or phone number and try calling them up. Many candidates, state and local, are happy to talk directly to their voters. All right, so let's take a pause and talk about if you are the really, really committed voter who wants to do this super deep dive. So you can also explore campaign finance information to see who is supporting a candidate with cash or donations in kind, which are not cash, but anyway, giving giving them monetary support. So if you're looking for candidates for president, U.S. representative, or U.S. senator, go to the Federal Election Commission website, fec.gov. And if you are interested in candidates for governor, executive council, state representative, state senator, go to this New Hampshire Secretary of State online campaign finance system. So that's sos.newhampshire.gov to go to their website. Warning here, most of the records are handwritten scanned PDFs in New Hampshire. So if you need bifocals, have them ready. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they make it intentionally hard to find this information. Isn't that, isn't that right, Anna? I mean, I'm just going to, as a little sort of snapshot of the situation that we're in in New Hampshire, they actually had to pass a bill to require the campaign finance reports to be legible. Like literally just that you can read what someone wrote. So, I mean, we could, we could add some, a little bit of color commentary here, but I think we'll just let our listeners fill in the blank about what's going on there. Sure, sure. Now, if there is anything that the last few election cycles have taught us, it's the dangers of misinformation. Dun, dun, dun. How can folks make sure that they're getting good info when they're searching? Yes. Evaluating the information you may find may seem obvious, but fake news, misinformation, and propaganda are widespread. So be careful. And because we're all susceptible to it. I think that the whole point of why it works is because everyone's out there being like, I'm not going to fall for that. But you do. Like, let's, let's just all have some humility and try to be best. So if you find an article about a candidate, keep in mind that the author might have a bias and also similarly, if another organization or a candidate is labeling an opponent as for or against an issue based solely on one vote, keep in mind legislation is complex. Maybe they voted against the bill for nuanced reasons such as lacking a clear funding source or they had privacy concerns or there was an amendment to the bill on a completely different topic. Yes, and as any history fan will know, primary sources are always the best sources. Yes, primary meaning from the horse's mouth. So literally something the candidate said. Secondary would be an article written by someone else, for example. Yes, statements directly from a candidate, for example, on a candidate's website, may be less likely to be manipulated. However, candidates may use vague language to try to appeal to the broadest group of voters. Phrases like, I will put New Hampshire first, or every child deserves a quality education, and even I support our troops all sound nice, but they don't really translate into actual issue positions. Try to find clear statements on what exact policies a candidate will support or oppose. I run into that all 
the time when I'm researching candidates for citizens count and it's super frustrating. So I support the constitution is another one I see a lot that doesn't actually tell me what the heck they want to do when they're in office. Like the constitution is a massive document. We're talking everything from like the women's right to vote to the second amendment, to the first amendment, to the separation of powers and the commerce clause and uh, pet peeve of mine. (laughs) All right. So once you've done all this research, what's next? Once you've researched all the candidates to find those who align with your values, you may find it helpful to make a list of the candidates you support. You can do this on paper or as a digital note in your smartphone. Refer to this list when you are in the voting booth. Believe me, some towns in New Hampshire will have you voting on dozens of candidates. It's hard to remember their names. I forget their names. Totally. Yeah, I love that idea. Just bring a, bring a list, bring a cheat sheet. Okay, now that we've done all this talking about elections, when are the upcoming elections taking place anyway? The New Hampshire primary is coming right up on September 13th. So not the day after Labor Day this year, which happens sometimes and is always difficult for all of us. So September 13th, mid-September. The general election will follow on November 8th. All right, before we wrap up, we've got to save time for our trivia segment, Only in New Hampshire. What have you got for us today, Anna? Well, since we're talking about elections and how every vote really matters in a state like New Hampshire, I thought I'd bring up the election of November 3rd, 1936. Specifically, the first congressional district race between Republican Arthur B. Jenks, a banker from Manchester, and Alphonse Roy, a realtor, executive counselor, and former state representative, also from Manchester. Throwback to previous podcast episodes where we've talked about how Manchester was trying to become the state capital more than once. (laughs) Also the source of many candidates. So Jenks won by only 550 votes, which led to a recount. And then I'm not going to go through the very long and storied history here, but oh my goodness, There were multiple recounts they dragged out for 19 months. So once again, in New Hampshire, you may have this feeling that a lot of the challenges facing our democracy are new. We've never faced them before. It's, It's unknown and it's terrifying. But look, we had a recounts going on for 19 months in 1936. And so finally, Roy won the seat and he received a $14,000 check for back pay and mileage. Well, hey, I mean, we all know that that's what you get. You get pay and mileage when you're a sitting official. I think it was, uh, it wasn't a state office, so he yeah, got Yeah, no, a if it bit, was a state office, yeah. it would not have been $14,000, <laughs> especially not in 1936. Mm-hmm. If it was a state office, they would have been like, here's a few dimes. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although you have to wonder, like the U.S. congressional, like I wonder what votes the candidates missed, you know, and how that might have changed things. And I wonder what other states had to say. I wonder if they were watching New Hampshire and like making fun of us or or what. We'll have to go time travel to 1936 sometime and then then tell them about what's going on in, in the, after the 2020 elections and see what they think. I know. Yeah. It, would it be, seem crazier or less crazy? I don't know. Well, that wraps up our episode for today, but you can find more information and episodes at citizenscount.org. We'd like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting. Our theme music is composed by me, Mike Dunbar, and lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be part of what makes New Hampshire by the people, for the people. 